there, and welcome to the podcast, Biblical Question. Excited to be taking time out of your day. Download our podcast and listen to it. Make it part of your day. We certainly hope and pray that it will be edifying for you. It will help you grow closer to Christ and encourage you to, to dig a little deeper in the Scriptures. If you're a first-time listener, I appreciate that. I encourage you to go to our webpage at biblicalquestion.com all lowercase, and there you can find out more information about us, our statement of faith, how to contact us, uh, submit your Bible questions and prayer requests as well. And also for our uh, continued listeners, we appreciate you tuning in each week. Uh, We have many comments, all good, and I am so blessed to have that. If you would please like us and share us, and give us that five-star rating, uh, depending on your app. We uh, can move up the uh, list a little higher. And when people search for podcasts such as this, uh, we can be closer to the top. We again thank you for listening. And I w- today I want to talk about God, the protector of his people. And I want to start off by reading a scripture reading. And I would encourage you to, uh, to have a Bible next to you and follow along and, and listen. Second, Second Thessalonians chapter 3, verses 2 and 3. And that we may be delivered from wicked and evil men, for not all have faith, but the Lord is faithful. He will establish you and guard you against the evil one. Again, we're going to talk about God, the protector of his people. And the thrust of this podcast will come out of Uh, the book of Daniel, the book of Daniel chapter 1, and we will also go to Matthew chapter 6 here shortly. You know, I'm not sure how many of you listening have been just flat out tempted by somebody. The odds are very high all of us have been tempted by somebody uh, for one reason or another. And your temptation may not be my temptation, but we've all been tempted. Perhaps it was a sibling or a close friend or maybe even a co-worker. Most of us have, at one time or another, I believe, been tempted uh, by somebody uh, close to us. But how about this? Have, have you ever been tempted by a person who had some control or authority over you in your well-being, like perhaps your boss? You know, whatever that temptation could have been, they just flat out put it right there in front of you. Uh, They they may not have realized that it was a temptation and a sin for you to to move forward or proceed with that. But you were uh, just a little slow in reacting and and not knowing if you could lose your job or that relationship. Well, in first chapter of Daniel, we're going to meet several young Jewish boys uh, who were chosen by the king as intelligent people. And really the king was in his own way, trying to be very nice to Daniel and his companions by providing what would have been to the Babylonians at this time as the best food that the nation had to offer. Maybe for us in America, that might be a T-bone steak with all the fixings. It might be at the top of the line. Maybe in Asia, it would be a, a cannon or rice and and lupia or egg rolls or something along that line. 
But at this time frame here in Daniel chapter 1, uh, the Jewish people are now in captivity. And those who can be a service to Babylon's kingdom have been taken away out of uh, their homeland. Those who fight or resisted, uh, they're, they're dead. They've been killed. The elderly have been left behind. And can you imagine as a young person being carried away from your home, the, the prophet Jeremiah has, been, has said, you know, look, you're going to be there for 70 years uh, until they, you're able to come back home. So that's what he's telling his fellow uh, Jewish people. For most of us listening today, that would mean you would never get to see your homeland ever again. And most of us would die in captivity. And perhaps our grandchildren, perhaps, might be able to come back and start over in their homeland. So let's begin reading here in Daniel chapter 1, starting in verse 3. Then the king ordered the chief of his officials to bring in some of the sons of Israel, including some of the royal family and of the nobles, youths and whom, whom had no defect, and who were good-looking, showing intelligence in every branch of wisdom, endowed with the understanding and discerning knowledge, and who had the ability for serving the king's court. And he ordered him to teach them the literature and the language of the Chaldeans. The king appointed for them a daily ration from the king's choice food and from the wine which he drank and appointed that they should be educated three years which at the end they were to enter the king's personal service. So this text here, it clearly tells us that these young boys were uh, far from being idiots. That is why the king has picked him for his personal service. They are to provide uh, them with a daily amount of food and, and wine from the king's personal table, really. They're to be educated for three years. Uh, you know, most of us go to school, high school, college for at least that long. And so God has already started his blessings, really, for some of these Jewish captivities. They may not see it as a blessing, but God in his infinite wisdom is already working his providence. He's already has his plan in place. Not everyone would have this opportunity of an education that are in captivity. Not everyone's going to be able to, to serve the king in his personal service, and that would have been a great honor. It, it definitely would have beaten being a slave, uh, cleaning out uh, the barns, you know, having some of these other jobs and tasks that perhaps would not be so much fun. You know, as with all blessings, sometimes uh, there comes a test. And really, for the most part, those of us who are in the uh, Western uh, culture, well, we really are blessed. We have uh, abundance of food in our country. We have jobs for the most part. And so God, uh, he wants to know how we're going to use these blessings. And God wants to know that. And so, are we going to use them to glorify Him? Or are we going to be hoarding them for our own personal gain? And then here, verses 6 and 7, we'll see that the commander of the officials, he's going to assign Daniel and his friends some new names. 
So when we learn that Daniel and his, his three companions, uh, their names are changed to, to glorify actually false gods. Uh, Daniel's name, for example, new name would, was after the god of Baal. Uh, the other one would just, another one just means servant of sin. And the other one was uh, the god of dung, if you can believe that. Uh, I would encourage you to go research all that out. So, you see already, you start to get this idea that these young boys are facing this huge dilemma. The very reason that they're in captivity is that their parents were worshiping these very false gods. And now they've been given the names that really must really go against the grain because they know why God is punishing them. Uh, the prophets and stuff have made it very clear what is going on. But then here in verse 8 we can see that Daniel's really, he's at the end of his rope. And Daniel made up his mind that he was not going to defile himself with the king's choice food or with the wine which he drank. So he sought permission from the commander of the officials that he may not defile himself. So what does Daniel do here? Again, think about this. You know, Daniel, he is resolved not to defile himself and sin against God by eating the royal food and wine. Now we are not really told directly what kind of food is being placed in front of them, but apparently it is in violation of the Levitical uh, system that he would be under. And this really should tell us a lot about the character and who Daniel really is as a young boy. Now, he's refusing to follow in the footsteps of his father and the generations uh, before him. In fact, you know, Daniel really is being very courageous here as, as a young man. He's standing up against the authority, be king. And with those in the king's authority, he could very easily probably got himself executed. How many of us, really stop and think, how many of us would be this brave? You know, back to the introduction to the podcast, I, I suggested a question. If your boss told you to do something that was a sin, would you do it? Even if it meant that you could lose your job. Your children could go hungry at night. You could sleep in a cold room because there was no heat in the house didn't have money to buy wood or, or the natural gas or electricity, whatever it is, however you heat your home. All simply because you refused to violate a command that God had given to you. Would you still do it? Or for the sake of your children and your family, would you violate what God has commanded? You know, Daniel has, has started down a path that you and I, probably at this point, especially in the United States, I have not been put on. We do have listeners in other parts of the world. Perhaps you've been put on this path or are at risk of being put on this path. But Daniel here, he is risking his life to ask such a thing. The most that you could lose uh, is a job or a friend. I certainly hope that your spouse would never put you in this type of position. One can only hope and pray that that really would not happen. You know, Daniel, he's made up his mind that he is not going to go against God. Why do we have troubles making up ours from time to time? Well, because we really haven't been challenged, I guess, or we don't have deep enough faith. 
the answer to that question could be a multitude multitude of answers. Verse 9 says, Now God granted Daniel favor in his companion in the sight of the commander of the officials. And the commander of the officials said to Daniel, I'm afraid of my lord the king, who has appointed your food and your drink. For why should he see your faces looking more haggard than the use of your own age? Then you have to make me forfeit my head to the king. Verse 11. But Daniel said to the overseer, whom the commander of the officials had appointed over Daniel and his three friends, Please test your servants for ten days, and let us be given some vegetables to eat and water to drink for ten days. Let us be given some of the vegetables to eat and to drink water. Then let our appearance be observed in your presence in appearance of the youth, uh, youth who are eating the king's choice food and deal with your servant according to what you see. So he listened to them in this matter and he tested them for ten days. You see, when we make up our minds uh, God to follow God in his rules, God is there to protect us. God can cause your relationship to improve if you do what is right. Just as he does here with Daniel, God can do it for you. This is, here's the commander. He's really not sure if he should allow Daniel anything. I mean, after all, Daniel really technically is a captive slave. In fact, he's afraid, actually, of having his own head cut off. And not too many uh, people would want to risk their own life for a perfect stranger or a slave. So really, uh, Daniel here, if you really study this text, he, he continues to kind of push for the right things. He, he keeps asking for the right things. When most of us would give in, uh, here's Daniel, he does not stop asking. I recall how many times I was faced with uh, and do things at worship or when I go to work. You know, do I honor God or do I honor myself? I was told more than once and, and I refused uh, to come uh, to work or I'd lose my job. I, I stood my ground and I never got fired. All because I wanted to go to worship service. I wanted to be around other Christians on Sunday morning. Here's Jesus in Matthew chapter 6 verse 21. For where your treasure is there your heart will be also. For those people who feel that they just have to work uh, during worship service to, to make extra money, you know, part of me really feels sorry for you. I, I, I really do. I understand money is always tight. Uh, people in, in third world countries think those who live in America and in the Western world have trees growing and money growing on them. But that's not true either. Yes, uh, the country is, America is very wealthy, and so was uh, most of Europe versus the rest of the world. But, you know, we all have our problems, too. If you're able to get up all week with no problems and, and do your daily task, then we should have no problems finding a, a solid congregation of Christians gathering to meet and worship. We need to be careful here and, and, and look into our heart. Where is our heart? You know, that's what 
Jesus is saying. That's where your treasure is going to be. Daniel knew where he belonged. The question for us today is, do we know where we belong? You know, and I also understand and know that there, there are emergency personnel who have to work uh, full-time, and there are always somebody, an ambulance or a policeman or a doctor. I know uh, many uh, people who are in this field, and they are required to work 24 hours on and 48 off. And so those are, are great extremes. And I know some of those folks are able to get permission to come to services while they're on duty, but not always. And so uh, I understand there's exceptions, what I'm trying to say. But if we're really not in that type of career field or uh, in the military where we have to be at a certain place uh, to fulfill our duties and protect uh, those we have sworn to protect or help, please find a congregation. Uh, whether it's a church house or, or somewhere where they're actually meeting in a building and, and they're actually teaching the complete truth and, and the whole truth, I really believe that you really should try your best to be there. You know, like Daniel, I mean, he prospered due to his obedience towards God. And God blessed uh, Daniel and his friends. And again, I really believe God will bless us if we are faithful in our worship and avoiding sin. Back to Daniel, uh, starting in verse 15. At the end of the ten days, their parents seemed better, and they were fatter than all the youth who had been eating the king's choice food. Verse 16. So the overseer continued to withhold their choice food and the wine they were to drink and kept giving them vegetables. As for these four youth, God gave them the knowledge and the intelligence and every branch of literature and wisdom. Daniel even understood all kinds of visions and dreams. Then at the end of the days, which the king had specified for pre uh, presenting them, the commander of the officials presented them before the king, Nebuchadnezzar. The king talked with them, and out of them all were not one found like Daniel. And his, and his friends. So they entered the king's personal service. As for every matter of wisdom and understanding about the king, I consulted them. He found them to be ten times better than all the magicians in his realm. You know, as a result, Daniel was not wanting to sin. He did not want to defile himself. And God showers these young Jewish men with many blessings. You know, Daniel and his companions were a step above all the rest. They were ten times better than all the others who served the king. They were also blessed with a potential, uh, strong, healthy bodies with endurance. Daniel would go on to serve the Babylonian Empire for at least another uh, 67 years, in which time that he would face more trials. He would face the conflict of, do I pray to God and face a certain death? Or do I worship a statue that is ordered by the king and worship the king as God? Some might be thinking, well, we really don't have idols. I don't bow down to statues or 
images made out of the president or the queen or well anything that you put before God is an idol it is my opinion and in my opinion only that because Daniel started at a very young age to honor God he knew uh, no other way but God's way and so as he aged he became stronger in his faith and in his trust in the Lord God Almighty. And we all need to do our best to follow what Daniel did in his life. Like Daniel, we, we need to put God first in our lives. Secondly, we, we need to purify ourselves of, of anything that defiles us. Thirdly, we, we earnestly need to try and to do the will of God. And we need to pray and, and ask God to help us. Without His help, uh, it's impossible. If we do these things, uh, God will bless all of us. In this first chapter of Daniel, we see how, how God is the righteous judge. And He is the righteous judge of His people. He allowed the, the Judean kingdom to fall into the hands of the Babylonians due to their false gods and worship. This is an example the innocent suffering along with the wicked. Even in those dire circumstances, God richly blessed those who were faithful to Him. God worked mightily and strongly in their lives at these four young men. He worked mightily in our own lives too if we will remain faithful to Him. I don't know if you're a faithful follower of God. Only you know that answer. And if you're not, I would certainly encourage you to become a faithful follower. To repent and, and to believe that who Jesus says He is. To believe the Word of God. Find a congregation to, that's going to really help you in your path. And it takes effort on your part and the willingness but it also takes the Holy Spirit uh, working in your life. Find somebody, find a church, find a, a group of people who are really honestly faithful. And if you think they are and you, and you find out later they're not, start looking again. There's so many false teachings out there. Uh, there's so many deceivers out there. And only you uh, can f uh, figure out on your own by knowing the Word of God and trusting in His guidance, walking in His light, trusting in His blood to cleanse you is the only way to, to heaven. There is no other way. I know that's not a popular statement in our culture or in the world today. If it's not true, then Jesus lied when He said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. Jesus made it really clear there is no other way except through Him. I certainly hope that you've enjoyed the podcast. I hope it encourages you, uh, that God will protect you, He will help you, that you want to, to walk more uh, diligently as a Christian, that you want to seek Him out more deeply and know who He is and, and uh, do what's right no matter what challenges face you. I would encourage you to study the Word and be in prayer. And for those who are persecuted, I know that are listening, 
Uh, know this, we pray for you every day here at this podcast. And we share your your concern and your struggles. As I have been in different uh, countries myself, where it's not always popular uh, to be a Christian. For more information about us, I again encourage you to go to our webpage at biblicalquestion.com. There you can find ways to support us. I certainly hope that you will pray for us as we pray for our listeners each day and for those who are persecuted. Thank you again, and may God bless you, and may He have the glory.